0: and enjoy the show. Here is OJ Toks.
1: So real quick, I want to go through four things that forgiveness is not, because sometimes if you want to know what something is, knowing what it is not will give you a clear example of what it is. Number one, forgiveness is not something you do on your own strength. Forgiveness is not something you do on your own strength. Earlier on, Edward mentioned how God revealed to him what someone was going through, which helped him. God revealed to him. And I think God did that to bring something to Edward and a lot of us to enable him to forgive. And that thing is called compassion. In Matthew chapter 18, we hear the story of the unforgiving servants. Matthew 18, from 24 to 35, it talks about how this servant owed his master, I think, uh, 10 denarii or something. A translation of the Bible translates that to like $10 million. And he couldn't pay, and he begged the man. And the king, the master said, the Bible said, he was moved with compassion. He didn't just forgive. Something happened. He was moved with compassion. He released him and forgave him the debt. The other guy now goes to another person that owed him money, which was translated to be $20. And the guy grabbed the guy by his throat <laughs> and tossed him in prison, which is a picture of what we do to people when we don't forgive them. They are in bondage. And he also ends up in prison because he wouldn't forgive. The writer of Matthew talks about that's what happens when you don't forgive. You are, the master handed him over. Handed him over to the torturers. Which is a picture of God saying, okay, like my wife often says, God just takes his protection off. If you want to hand over someone to the enemy, one of the things I've learned, that you can, how you can do that is stop praying for them. Handed him over to the torturers. Scripture says fear has torment. A lot of things come with fear, depression, phobias, fear of rejection, a lot of things. All those are symptoms of someone, not saying all the time that's the case, but sometimes it means someone has some unforgiveness somewhere, which opens the door for the enemy to pop in, set up shop, put his room divider in, his flat screen. All the demons hang out, have a beer or two, <laughs> because, yeah, we're chilling on forgiveness. <laughs> and the minute you forgive, they are, they are out. Angel shows up and like, before he says anything, they're out. But he needed compassion. In John 20, 23, 22 and 23, Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Then he says, whatever sins you forgive. Notice the sequence. Holy Spirit, then forgive. Because the Holy Spirit gives you the grace and the compassion to forgive. Because you can't forgive without God's power. So in order to forgive, you need to go to God say, God, give me the grace. Give me the strength. A lot of us don't have compassion like my wife, who has it naturally. Some of us need to pray and ask God to give us grace, compassion. Then that enables us to forgive. Okay, so forgiveness is not something you do on your own strength. It is something that God empowers you to do through the Holy Spirit. God bless you. The second thing, forgiveness is not. Forgiveness does not mean what the other person did is okay. Forgiveness does not mean what the other person did is okay. In fact, it's not about them. It's about you. In John 20, 23, it talks about whatever sins you forgive are forgiven, whatever sins you retain are retained. You retain it. And the Greek word translated as sin is amartia, hemartia, and it really means miss the mark, it includes offense. So when someone offends you, if you don't forgive them, you retain the offense. And when you forgive them, In King James used the word remit. How many of you are familiar with the term remit? uh, It's an economic term, remittance. You get a receipt or a tax, remittance. Uh, uh, the, The word for forgive there is afiemi, which means to send away, to let go, to lay aside, to dismiss. So when you remit, when you forgive, you're sending the offense away. When you don't forgive, you're holding on And keeping the offense inside of you. And that torments you. That poisons you. Scripture says in Hebrews, I believe, 12, 1 and 2. Since we have a great cloud of witnesses around us, let's lay aside any weight that can easily ensnare us. We're supposed to lay aside. Let go. Forgive. Lay aside any weight. But some people don't lay aside any weight. They lay beside the weight. (laughs) Singing sweet nothings. Making love to the weight. Talking about what you did to me. And stay in bondage. Stay trapped. Forgiveness is not about Is not saying what that person did is okay. In fact, i like to put it this way. Forgiveness does not mean someone is getting off the hook. It means you are getting off their hook. Forgiveness is not about someone getting away with what they did to you. It's about you getting away from what was done to you. So number one, forgiveness is something that you don't do on your own strength. You need grace for that. You need compassion. Number two, forgiveness doesn't mean what the person did is okay. And number 3 forgiveness is not trust. Forgiveness is not trust. A lot of times when we hear forgive we think well, when we forgive someone that means you need to hang out with them again. <laughs> that means you need to be, be you need to restore the relationship the way it was before the offense. That is not forgiveness. That is trust. We're confusing trust with forgiveness. I like to use this example, which has to do with money, because you guys use money and it's a great example because really the word forgive is, a, is an economic term, for giving debt. Imagine you have $50,000, and you deposited that money in an account, in a bank. But the bank does not have FDIC insurance. And somebody in the bank embezzled your money. So now the bank owes you money. They owe you money. 50 grand. They stole your money. They owe you money. And you say, you know what? Forget it. Tell the bank, don't worry about the money. I know some of you are like, oh, that's not (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) happen. What have we been talking about all night? (laughs) You tell the bank, forget about the money. That is forgiveness. You've forgiven the bank the money. But are you going to put money back in the bank? Why? Because you don't trust the bank. You don't trust the bank. Same thing with forgiveness. You invested your time, your emotions, your um, vitals, things that were personal to you, into someone. And the person took advantage of it, embezzled it. And through the grace of God, he said, forget about it. Let it go. You have forgiven them. But that does not mean you hang out with them for them to embezzle you again and take advantage of you again. No, that's not wisdom, because it's a difference between forgiveness and trust. Forgiveness and love go hand in hand. In fact, if love was a glove, forgiveness would be its fingerprint. Scripture says in 1 Peter 4, 8, Amplified Version, have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins, meaning love forgives and disregards the offenses of others. So love forgives. So everything that pertains to love also pertains to forgiveness. Therefore, forgiveness is unconditional. Trust is conditional. Scripture says in Romans thirteen eight, owe no man nothing but to love him, owe no man nothing but to forgive him. Therefore, forgiveness is owed, trust is earned. We are obligated to forgive. We are not obligated to trust. Now, with the Spirit of God leading you, if the person has demonstrated that they can be trustworthy, they've taken. Practical, tangible, measurable steps to get themselves together. Being led by the Holy Spirit only. You can decide as the Spirit leads you whether or not you want to resume whatever it is that needs to be resumed with that person. But make no mistake about the relationship will never be the same the way it was prior to the offense. But I just want to encourage you, let you know that Forgiveness does not mean you need to go back and stand hanging out with the person who broke your heart because you're trying to protect yourself. It's just common sense to set boundaries. Trust is one thing. Forgiveness is another thing. And finally, forgiveness is not forgetting. (laughs) Forgiveness, when you forgive someone, it doesn't mean that what happened is wiped out of your memory. And I think that's one of the biggest roadblocks to people that do forgive. But I still remember what happened. It doesn't mean you haven't forgiven them. I prefer to use the word forfeit. Forgive and forfeit. Instead of forgive and forget. Because you don't forget. I had this example. How many of you have heard of Corrie Ten Boom? Corrie Ten Boom. She was a survivor of the Holocaust. She talked about how someone offended her and um she forgave the person but for about two weeks she was struggled just she struggled with 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 everything and she went to a priest to tell her to tell the priest what happened and the priest said pointed her to a tower that had a bell you know the bells you 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 pull yank the rope and the bell rings ding dong then he said that when you ring the bell One time, the bell just keeps on ringing until it stops. He said, forgiveness is like taking your hands off the rope. Even though you take your hand off the rope, the bell is still going to ring. But it will ring slower and slower and slower till it stops. He said that's how forgiveness is. The ringing of the bell is like the memory of what happened. It's going to be like very vivid to you initially, but over time, it will die off. Now, how long it takes depends on what your situation is. Like some of you mentioned tonight, sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it's, it's a short thing, depending on what the situation is. I think the best example for me of how I knew that forgiveness doesn't mean you forget from your memory is Jesus himself sad if you think about it, how can I forgive something I forgot about? (laughs) I'm supposed to forgive you. I don't even know what happened. (laughs) And some therapists have said, if you forget something, it's not a good thing because it's there. It's there somewhere, and the wrong trigger at the wrong time can bring it out, and it's not a good thing. So whatever it is, you want to make sure you deal with it, way ahead of time before you're right smack in the middle of the Super Bowl singing (laughs) and the sound man look at you sideways and all of a sudden like, (laughs) woo! You're all over Twitter, Facebook, CNN, Anderson Cooper. (laughs) Jesus, in Luke 24, 34, and John 19, 30, in Luke 24, 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. If Jesus asked the Father to forgive him, that's synonymous with Jesus forgiving them because Jesus and the Father are one. If anybody knows how to forgive, how many of you know it's Jesus? Then, he rose from the dead in John 20, uh, 20 to 24, John uh, chapter 20, I believe, 20 to 24. We hear of Jesus showed up to his disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. Okay, Thomas was not present. And then Jesus disappeared, and Thomas showed up. And they told Thomas he's risen from the dead. Thomas was like, forget that. I don't believe it. Thomas said, Unless I see the wound in his hand, unless I touch it and see the scars on the side, I will not believe them. Boom, Jesus shows up. And Jesus raises his hand and says, Look, look at my scars. Um, apparently Jesus remembered that he got nailed on the cross. <laughs> Jesus remembered that they nailed him on the cross. I'm like, Jesus, I thought, I thought, you know, I thought forgiveness makes you totally forget that anything ever happened. Apparently, Jesus remembered what happened on the cross. And he showed Thomas, and Thomas was like, now I believe. And Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen yet believe. Notwithstanding, there are people like Thomas, which again, kind of lets us know why sometimes we do remember, because if you don't remember what happened to you, none of you will talk about how you got free from it. There are people like Thomas. They don't care if you walk on water. They don't care if you heal the sick. They don't care if you turn water into wine. They don't care if you uh, cast out demons. They don't care. All they want to, all they care about is, do you have scars? Have you been through anything? That's one of the reasons why you do all this miracle stuff, you preach all this stuff, people don't change. But when they see somebody who's not a pastor, who's not a minister, talk about, I went through drugs and I survived, I got assaulted and I survived, people in the thousands, if not more, begin to be changed because they can relate. They see the scars. It's considered, from a biblical standpoint, a low form of belief, but God is trying to reach them, too, because if we're honest, a lot of us started from that level. I'm not going to believe until I see something. <laughs> then from there you grow. God wants us to be able to minister to people like that. That's why we do remember what happens to us. And I'm not saying we need to hold on to it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying even when you forget from your heart, it doesn't mean that you don't ever remember whatever happened. Sometimes it crosses your mind. That's okay. As long as you don't do what a lot of us talked about, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, dwell on it, talk about it all the time, say no. There is a time to talk about it with a therapist for the purpose of healing. But beyond that, when they just let it go and allow God to heal us completely. In John 19:13, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus gave up the ghost. He said, it is finished. He said that after he forgave. Please let me know it is never finished until you forgive. You can't finish that phase and get to your next without forgiving. So forgiveness is necessary to let go so that God can let come into your life.
0: Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. O.J. Tokes for a purpose how God uses rejection to help you find and fulfill your destiny if you would like to learn more about the book please visit ojtokesministries.org that is ojtokesministries.org if you like Christian inspirational hip-hop check out OJ Tokes Christian inspirational hip-hop album a breath of fresh air which is now available on iTunes Google Play Amazon and other music outlets You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.